Hey, hey friends, it's finally Friday. It's June 5th, 2020. And today on the show, we're gonna be talking about overcoming the struggle. So stay tuned. Hey, hey, this is Rebecca with Let's Have Tea. Today we're gonna be talking about overcoming the struggle. We all have struggles of some sort, whether we identify them or not. We may have become so used to, or we've gotten accustomed to that struggle that we do not realize we're struggling. We've gotten comfortable there. And I think for so many, that's, that's why they, I don't have a struggle, but in reality, they do. And it's not about pointing people out. You have a struggle, you have a struggle. I see it, I see it. You know, it's not that. It's just when we can overcome that struggle, whatever it is, addiction, um, if it's porn, if it's depression, if it's anxiety, if it's fear, if it's being unfaithful, whatever it is, struggles can be maybe um, I, I'm trying to overcome the struggle of having my tea too sweet. And a lot of people from the South say you can't get your tea too sweet. But you know, I'm just trying to cut back on that sugar. That's my struggle, right? You know, I mean, it's just one of them. Um, but I mean, it can be anything. But those struggles will hold us back. Those struggles will eventually, we, you know, we'll have to face them. A quote that I wrote probably this time last year, I jotted it down and it says, your story has already been written. Don't let someone else or a fake identity try to rewrite it. One of my very favorite scriptures is Jeremiah 1.5. It says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. So, and it, it goes on, it, it tells a little bit more, but I want to focus in on that part right there. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. God knew what uh, gifts and talents he was going to impart into us. He knew what we were created for, the purposes, the plans. You know, we all like Jeremiah 29, 11. But when we're, when we're trying to overcome a struggle, it's easy to forget that God has a plan that's bigger than that struggle for us. It's easy to want to live that life. Lord, I want to please you. I want to, I want to live out the story that you have already written for me. But so many times we let someone else or we let a fake identity rewrite that story for us. And what I mean by that is maybe in school, it could be elementary, it could be junior high, it could be high school, it could be 
college, it could be uh, a, a vocational college, and maybe we didn't do so good on a test, or we were struggling to retain the information, and our teacher made a remark, how can you be so stupid? Why can't you get this? You know, it's black and white. I have went over it and went over it. And, and then that sticks to us. And it, it will limit us. We may not think that it will. But it will limit us because that, that's going to hold us back. Well, she said, how can I be so stupid that I don't get this? I just don't get it. And I was that way in school with English. And... It, it took me a while, you know, to just to, okay, God, you've, you've written my story. I know that I'm supposed to write books, and, and I know that I'm supposed to um, journal, and I'm supposed to do all of this, and, and, but God, I, I, I didn't do well in English, but God says, I've already written your story, and I need you to trust me. So we can't let someone else, because they were having a bad day or because they were struggling with something themselves. So in turn, they're frustrated and then they're going to take it out on us. We can't let a fake identity rewrite it. Maybe for whatever reason, you were hanging with the wrong crowd and got in trouble for something. And, you know, there's, you look back at your, um, if they did a, um, what, not a credit report, what is it called, a uh, background check. They do a background check, you know, and it's like, oh gosh, you know, I was 16 when that happened, or I was, you know, a senior in high school, or it was before I knew Jesus. I, I, that's, I, it was, I, I didn't, I didn't mean to do that. I didn't know better, or you know, I just got mixed in with the wrong crowd, and that's not who I am. But so many times, because we have that 20, 30, 40 years, 50, 60 years prior, you know, that, that's, that's in our past, well, if they ever find out, you know, I, I, so it's just going to be easier for me just to live under that, you know, rap sheet that I have where I was, you know, robbed a bank or held up a convenience store, whatever. It's easier for me just to continue that life than, no, that's not me. I, I did not know, you know, I didn't know better. And I'm not trying to pass the blame. I'm just so many times we, we get caught up in that or someone gets caught up in that. So that fake identity or someone else. Do not let them rewrite your story because God's already written it and it's written in blood. Sometimes going through a struggle can cause us to take on a false identity. Living under the identity of the struggle well, I'll always be this way. Doctor says there's no cure for my depression or there's no cure for this uh, addiction that I have or this whatever. It may be under the identity of what others have identified us as having. 
and then that leads to a mistaken identity. Google defines false identity as incorrect or untrue, and a mistaken identity as an instance when someone incorrectly thinks they have found or recognized a particular person. Have you ever been somewhere and, hey, how are you? I haven't seen you in a long time, and you're thinking, um, well, I'm doing good, but yeah, it has been a long time because I have never met you. They think we're somebody else. Maybe we resemble them or we have a new haircut or a new hair color. Maybe it's our glasses or, or, or whatever that made us look like someone else. That does, that's not meaning that it's bad. It's just, well, that's not who I thought, you know, it was just mistaken identity. When overcoming the struggle, it is important that we reset our minds and that we also renew our minds. When we reset our minds, we are doing away with the false identity and the mistaken identity and taking on the identity that God designed us for. Think about when you have to reset your phone. If you have a smartphone, and <laughs> I, shortly after I had um, started using an iPhone, I would tell my son, I said, oh, it's so slow or it's not, it's not doing this, you know, as fast as I need it to do or it's not doing this correctly. And he's like, mother, those cell phones are just like people. They need to sleep too. And I, I said, what? He said, turn it off for just five minutes, let it reset restore and turn it back on and how many times do we do that we run 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 we're tired we keep trying to run and we we don't reset we don't refocus we don't renew we just keep trying to go think about having a driver's license or some type of identification you know, it's in your wallets, in your purse. It's maybe you have a the app on your phone that um, you don't need a physical ID or physical driver's license on you. You have the the app on your phone, but that proves who we are. You go to the doctor, and uh, you know, first thing they ask, I need your ID and your insurance card. Well, why? You know, why do you need why do you need both of this? Can't this is who I am. They need to prove who we are. Or if we're going to buy a house or a car or whatever, we're signing some kind of contract, even going to get marriage license. You know, they want to know who you are. They have to prove who you are. Just because we say that, is that really who we are? Well, I'll always be a drug addict. No, you won't because that's not your identity. Your identity is not found in that. But sometimes we can obtain a fake ID. Sometimes a fake driver's license, it has our picture, all the information, but that's not really us. Our birthday is not really, we're not really 21 years old. We're only 16 years old, but it has our picture on it but it's not really us. 
we can lose our driver's license for not having car insurance or not paying tickets. They could also be suspended or revoked for whatever reason. But your identity, your true identity in Christ can never be mistaken. It can never be false. It can never be lost or stolen. It can never be suspended or revoked. No matter if you lose or misplace your license or your personal ID, you will always have your fingerprints. And that's who God says you are. That's your identity. Going through a struggle or overcoming a struggle can sometimes cause us to think differently about ourselves and than what is true. And a lot of times, well, I, I, I saw them drinking. You know, I drove by their house and it was a group of them out there. Lord only knows what they were doing. Well, then if we're telling that to someone that don't know these people and then they finally meet these people, that's the identity they're going to all of a sudden label them with. Oh, they're just a bunch of alcoholics. Lord knows what else they were doing out there. Because my friend told me they were out in the yard. And you see how mistaken identities or false identities can get started? I mean, just something as simple as that. It's not your true identity. We may think we will always be a certain way. That's not our true identity. 20 plus years ago, I thought I, was, I would always be depressed. I thought I would always live this life. It was just like there was dim. There, the lights were on, but they were so dim that it was almost miserable just to, to be able to function. It was miserable just to be able to function. And then for about 45 years, I thought because my birth mom left me when I was a baby, that I had to take on the identity as abandoned. I lived under that mistaken identity for way too long. So I'm speaking for myself. After overcoming the struggle with anxiety, depression, abandonment issues, and all of its trickling effects, I had to begin a reset process and I had to begin to renew my mind. So you may be saying, well, okay, I've heard you say that several times this show. How do I renew my mind? Think about renewing your driver's license. Think about renewing your house insurance, renewing your car insurance, renewing uh, back in February our 30th anniversary was uh, March 2nd of this year. And on February 29th, we renewed our vows. And we probably should have done it at 25 years or 20 years, but we waited and, you know, it's 30 years. Let, let's renew. And it's just a freshness. Let's, let's not, I mean, there was nothing wrong, you know, in our marriage or, you know, let's just... Let's just renew this in front of our friends and our family. But we must renew our mind. And it all goes back to renewing it with our identity in Christ, 
but we first must know who we are in him. Ephesians 1 verses 13 and 14 says, In him you also trusted, after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were seated with the holy, I'm sorry, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. So we've been sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. We've heard the truth. We know the truth. But sometimes when we don't renew it on a daily basis, I mean, it's just like you don't water your plant, you know, every other day or whatever, and it, it gets dried out and it just begins to wilt. You have to renew it, fluff up the soil, you know, give it, give it some, some oxygen in that soil. We need that. We need that oxygen. In order to fight against these false beliefs, we must discover the exact belief we are allowing to form our identity. When reflecting on the passage that I just read in Ephesians 1, some false beliefs we may live out are, we're rejected, but no, we're really accepted. We're living in bondage instead of, no, we are redeemed. We're under the old law instead of being covered by grace. We're feeling orphaned or abandoned instead of, no, God has adopted me. Sometimes the lie or the false identity and the mistaken identity is connected to a very real and painful experience. Take some time to grieve over that experience and invite God into that place of brokenness. He knows exactly what, where it's at. He knows exactly how to, to bring you through that. But in order to have healing, in order to have relief, you're going to have to walk through that. And when you walk through it, now it's behind you. But it's going to take the Lord to, to see you through that. So after you've surrendered that lie of rejected, living in bondage, you're orphaned, addicted, whatever it is, you've surrendered it to God. God, that is not my identity. I, I, I'm tired of living this way. Pray that God will help you believe the truth and he will show you the truth and you will see the truth because he can show it to you, but you're going to have to see it and believe it. And that's about who he says you are. And then ask him to make you aware of the times that you're not believing it. You know, it's easy to get a phone call or a text message or see something on social media and it takes us back to that place. It might be 20 years ago, 30 years ago. It might be last week. It might be yesterday. And then our mind wants to go back there. See, that's right there. That's why we need to renew our mind daily. Just like we get up in the mornings before our feet hit the floor. Lord, I have the mind of Christ. I am who you say I am. I, I am not that old person. The old man is dead. I am a new creation. 
you start those confessions. You start speaking that. And you start speaking that, and your heart and your head's going to line up. Trust me, I know. We may not always feel forgiven or blameless, but the truth is, God sees us that way. And this is where faith comes in. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 5. For though, we, for though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. So when we get that feeling, well, I'm not good enough. Yeah, I can remember, you know, my 10th grade year, my English teacher, my math teacher, my basketball coach, they said this, take that thought captive right there. My husband said this last night, take that thought captive right there. My mama or my dad, take that thought captive. This is where we need to shift our focus from our struggle to what God's Word says about us. Those lies or strongholds that we just read about, we must cast them down. If we don't, they will continually try to tell us we are not who God says we are. I lived that for a long, long time. So we focus on Scripture that remind us of who we are, on whose we are. We are forgiven, we are redeemed, we are justified, we are sanctified, we are purified. I could go on and on and on. This process of focusing on who God says we are begins with the reset and the renew process. Friends, overcoming the struggle it's not something that should scare you. It's not something that should overwhelm you. It's not something that should um, intimidate you. Because what God's word says about you, you are an overcomer by the blood of Jesus. And that's why I, I love the scripture in Revelations. I think it's... Revelations 12, or I think it's Revelations 12, verse 13 maybe. Uh, we are overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the words of our testimony. So that's what this podcast is all about. That's why it's so important on Fridays for me to talk about overcoming the struggle. Because I could probably um, share something on overcoming the struggle every Friday for the rest of this year and just sharing my testimony. I've overcome this. I've overcome this. I've overcome this. And by me sharing that, by you sharing your testimony, it's going to help someone else to overcome their struggles because we are overcomers by the blood of the Lamb. And the words of our testimony, what's your testimony? You can confess, well, I'm just... I'm battling 
I'm battling depression. I'm battling. Yes, we need to fight that. But we don't have to wrestle with it. We don't ha- it does not have to be a struggle every single day. I battle fear. Yes, we need to battle fear, but it does not have to control us. What have you been focusing on? Have you been focusing on the struggle or on how you can overcome the struggle? And how can you take every thought captive, like it says in 2 Corinthians 10, 5? Whose standards are you living by? 2 Corinthians 10, 5. We can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God and break through every arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. We capture like prisoners of war every thought and insist that it bow in obedience to the anointed one because everything must bow at the name of Jesus. Depression, addiction, porn, whatever it is that's your struggle maybe you feel worthless you feel like you're not good enough all that has to bow at the name of jesus so how do you think you can reset and renew your mind what steps can you take to start this process you're gonna have to open up your bible And pray, God, show me how you see me. Listen to good Bible teaching, Bible preaching. Find there is lots of self-help books and um, people that that teach on the on, on on whatever it is that you're needing. I don't have the answers to everything, but I know that God does. And if I can just point you in his direction, if I can just say turn to his word for whatever that struggle is, if I can tell you, friend, just get on your knees, get on your face and seek God. He will help you. He will walk through this with you. And you will come out on the other side victorious. You don't have to walk around in a victim mentality. Poor, pitiful me. We should never think that way. Because we are too blessed. We all know that God sent his one and only son to die on a cross where we can walk in victory where we can walk in healing, where we can walk in freedom and liberty and not be bound by the lies and the deception that the enemy tries to bind us with. So if this message has sparked some curiosity or some kind of interest or you want to know more, Connect with us on on the Let's Have Tea Facebook page. 
comment on, on, the, on the link that I share. I want to help you overcome the struggle because we're all overcomers together. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, we are all holding hands and we are rallying around you just like cheerleaders. It talks about that in, in Hebrews, I believe it's 12. We're a, just witnesses that God is good. He is faithful to his word. He is no respecter of persons. What he's did for me, what he has did for the next person, for you, he will do it for somebody else. I guarantee you. Because he cannot lie. And he is not going to give us his word and then say, well, I didn't like how you did that. He's not going to do that. His word says... This is what his word says. You have to stand on that. So go like our Facebook page. Connect with us on there. If you listen to us on iTunes, could you maybe rate us, leave us a review where others can find us? I sure do appreciate it. And until Sunday's Monday, let's have tea.